afternoon and evening. Welcome to the 47th episode of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planetverse with me, Karina Tovmasyan. And with me today is my wonderful cousin who is also named Karina. Hi, Karina. Hi, good to be here. Her name is Karina Khachadurian. And I know for all of you that don't understand, it's an Armenian thing. It's okay. You can get over it. <laughs> uh, for all the Karinas out there, we all know how to pronounce your name. Between her and myself, we know how to say Karina. Everybody it. else doesn't know, right? That's right. Welcome. Thank you. Today's theme is going to be something that I think will be near and dear to some of our listeners, which is how to understand or navigate being a planner newbie and getting yourself to a point of planner precision. How do you, how do you get there? What, like what steps do you have to take to get there? And I know it wasn't too long before Karina had gotten herself involved with some planners and she looked over to me and said, uh, what do I do? (laughs) And I carefully led her towards Julio as one does. (laughs) But, um, what, what would you say has been your experience as far as starting off as a newbie compared to what you know now? So I started becoming interested in planning back, I would say, around December 2015. And I got myself some inserts and a little Filofax, and I started planning. Before I knew it, I was going from the one Filofax to um, an Erin Condren and a day designer and a paper source planner. And I was just overwhelmed with all these planners that I was writing the same things in. And it just didn't feel right. So... I decided to kind of streamline the way that I was planning and work out of one planner for the time being where I had my calendar and a few other things. So it was a really um, kind of crazy beginning to my planning experience, but eventually it started to get more streamlined, like I said, and um, more functional. So based on what you know now, What would you say to someone who's starting out and suddenly has found themselves with eight planners that they don't know what to do with? What advice would you give them? If you have eight planners and you know what to do with them, then more power to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's fantastic. I know people that have a bunch of planners and they switch them out all the time and they're having a good time and being very creative with it. Um, If you're like me and eight, eight or more planners is overwhelming, then I would say take your one planner with your favorite inserts that you like and focus on it. Focus on what exactly you need to put in that planner. I would say a calendar is the most obvious you know, thing that you would need. And then anything else that fits in with your life, kind of go step by step, do some planner planning, You know, make a list of what do I want to go in my planner. Do a little bit of, of pre-planning and then you can begin you know, to work with your one planner and see how it feels to kind of just downsize, see how that feels. At what point did you realize that what you were doing with your planners wasn't planning? Like you were just wasting your time or triplicating or duplicating information. At what point did you realize that you needed to do something that was more functional? When, you know, when did this occur to you? I think it was when I started to get a little bit confused because I had a few planners and I was writing similar things in each one and they were overlapping and it just wasn't working for me because I was starting to get confused with what happens when and what goes where. Um, It started becoming more about what can I post (laughs) because I got involved with the planner community, which I absolutely adore. But it was like, became more like, what can I post to make it look pretty? So I had to find a balance between 
my planning and my creativity and how I wanted the two to, you know, coincide and to meld together. And so, um, it went from getting kind of just being all over the place and getting confused to just finding that balance between here's how I want to use my planner. I want it to be decorative. I want it to be pretty. I want it to be eye-catching. And I also want it to be extremely functional, extremely streamlined. And I want to know exactly what I need to do on a particular day, a particular week, um, a particular month to make sure that my life is running smoothly. And I know that you have two wonderful girls that you have to schedule in as well. Has that been part of the planning process or is, has, this, has that been something that you fit in once you've done planning for yourself? How does that work for you? For me, it all works together. I have me, myself to worry about, and I have my two little girls, and so everything goes together. Their appointments, my appointments, um, their school, my school, <laughs> everything that I've done, um, I've kind of just put it all together in, in my one calendar, and it, it works out pretty well so far. I remember when you had first started, one of the questions that you sent me was that you wanted something that would fit in a handbag mm -hmm. so that you could you could carry that around with you. Yes. Do you still feel the same way? Yes, absolutely. Um, I love to have my planner with me all the time. And I started out with um, a personal first that I felt was too small, so I moved up to an A5. And then that became a little too cumbersome because I just had it filled with so much stuff, not only my calendar, but just a bunch of other kinds of inserts. And also I was being really creative in it, doing a lot of like artwork. And so it was becoming heavy and cumbersome. And so I downsized again to a personal and my personal goes everywhere with me. Um, it really, it's, it's my lifeline. I mean, everything's in it. My whole life is in it all. I use it as a wallet as well. So everything is, is in there and I carry it around with me. And it's very important that it does fit into my handbag. So being able to come up with a different versions of planners and understanding that a five isn't necessarily the best size for everyone. It is for me. I love a five. I know Steve always talks about a five and for you, you say it's too cumbersome where do you actually get your planning done? Do you open up a blank sheet on a personal size paper or do you use a blank letter size sheet or how do you, how do you begin the process of planning? Um, well, a lot of things I write on sticky notes and I put them in my planner beforehand as like kind of a pre-planning. So I know what I have to do that week, but usually it's on a Sunday night. I, you know, go in my room and, um, I open up my planner, get a fresh sheet and I start, you know, First, I start with like maybe some decorative stuff just to make it kind of exciting and pretty. And then I write down exactly what I need to do that, that week. Um, and that's how I start. I don't really do too much like outlining or pre-planning. It's really just like I know what needs to get done. I just write it down. Based on what you know now and where you're situated with your planner, would you say that you've achieved planner peace? Yeah, absolutely. Right now I am really feeling good about what I have going on. I, um, would you like to, me to tell you what I yeah, use yeah, and how ahead. I, okay, perfect. So, um, right now I'm using a, um, Gilio medium rust Campania and in my Campania I have my, he has a name, doesn't he? He does. His name is Mars <laughs> because Mars is rust colored the planet. So I named him after the planet. I have my calendar in there. I have some, um, food diary inserts. I like to track my meals, I have a space for notes. I have a space for gratitudes. I like to track that as well. And then I have a, a bunch of cards, um, credit cards, receipts, coupons, everything that I need. So that's my everyday carry. 
I also have a Giglio um, A5 Apunto, um, which is an aqua, and, and that is named Ocean. <laughs> it also has a name. They all have names. And this houses my Hobonichi um, cousin because I really found that I needed an outlet for creativity. And so in my Hobonichi, I journal. I um, do some just artwork. I collage and that gives me a way to, to be creative and to kind of let those creative juices flow as well. So with these two planners, I would definitely say I'm at peace for the time being. Now, I I mean, I, I'm kind of creative when it comes to writing. I am zero creative when it comes to collaging, as you've <laughs> cleverly seen throughout the week. Uh, my cousin is here visiting me from Boston, so we took this opportunity to do a podcast because she has it's like Teresa Hall level of awesomeness in terms of what goes on in that Hobonichi. (laughs) It's like Teresa Hall showed up and, and blessed her with, with a wave of her queen wand. And Teresa Hall is definitely an inspiration. I've told her that myself. She is totally an inspiration. Okay. So um, (laughs) having said that, I don't have a creative bone in my body. And you can see that because I freaked out earlier when you cut out a piece of washi tape that wasn't nearly (laughs) cut as perfect as I needed it to be cut. And I said, what are you going to put in this empty space? And you said, that's where you write. Uh, That doesn't compute in my brain. And so what would you say to other people who are dealing with small children and small children want to get into the coloring and creative aspect of that? And you just sort of uh, have a heart attack when the little one starts reaching for the Julio. What do you do? <laughs> well, they know that mommy's Julios are off limits, so I don't really let them play with those. But um, they do have their own planners now, and so I'm going to let them just go to town and do whatever they want to begin with. And then we're going to sit with them and say, okay, how are we going to schedule our day? What are we going to do today? What would you like to remember today? You know, we can always put a little scrapbooking idea in there and say, what do you want to remember about today? What was important to you? Um, so I think that'll be a fun way to, to kind of help them to get into planning and also be inspired by their creativity because kids don't really have that boundary of like, oh, this doesn't look right. Or, I mean, not necessarily, maybe some kids do for sure. They're not as affected as I am about washi tape being cut the wrong way. (laughs) Certainly not. No. So, um, so it'll be kind of fun to see how we can be inspired by their spontaneity and, um, and their creativity. So that'll be interesting to go with. I love the confidence with which you approach your uh, planning, not just in, in the little Campania, but in the Apunto. I love the fact that you've decided to journal in your Hobonichi more than plan. Mm-hmm. And I know earlier we were discussing confidence and how sometimes it's difficult to have confidence in other forms in life. How do you feel that your planner has made you more confident? Um, Well, I think that having planners helps me to stay organized. And when I'm organized, I feel more confident. When things around me are ordered, I feel like my life is ordered. You know, when I have my room clean, for example, when I have the dishes done, when the space around me is organized and in order, I feel like my brain can be that way as well. So it's kind of like my brain reflects my environment and planning is a way to help um, my environment become more ordered. And you're familiar with what I do over at Planerology in terms of the first class lifestyle Mm -hmm. and being able to bring some of that. Would you say that that's part of the first class lifestyle is being able to get your brain to breathe and that's part of the planning 
Yes. process? Yes, absolutely. I think that's part of the first class lifestyle because it's about order. It's about balance. It's about, um, being about having some semblance of control, you know, at the same time, I think. Yeah. Um, because you want to feel like, um, you are kind of in, in charge of what's going on around you, that it's not just like sometimes, especially with children, things can become a little bit crazy and out of control. So planning for me helps me to bring a little more order into that chaos. I always say my, my planner makes me want to be a better person. Mm, yes. I, are you familiar? Yes, I've said that. I Isn't it like, I just feel yeah. that when I look at the planner, even if I'm having a bad day and I yes. open a planner page where I have properly sorted out my day, I feel like I can catch up to who I was when I was properly set up at that point. Yes. Yes. Right. I, I totally know what you mean. And even for me, it's like very simple things. Like when I open my planner and I look at my, um, for example, my food journal inserts, I know that I'm going to be writing down, you know, how I did that day with my food intake. And I want to make sure that I can write something down that I'm proud of at the end of the night, you know, that I can look at and be like, you know what? I, I did well today. I'm happy with myself. Or if I write down my self-care goals, which I do, um, in both of my planners, actually, I can look at them and I can say, you know, I met some of those goals today. I'm proud of myself that I was able to do some self-care. So, you know, um, making these lists or writing these goals down, it's a way that you can kind of motivate yourself to want to be a better person, like you said. And why why not choose a digital app? Why why write it down on paper? I mean, isn't it more, I don't know, more streamlined to be able to have that in digital format? Um, sure. For some, I think that for some people, it works for them. I used my calendar on my iPhone for a long, long time um, until I got into planning and, and creative planning. But honestly, I am very... Um, I'm, I'm into the sensory aspect of it. I love paper. I love leather. <laughs> I love pens. And I love to be able to look at it, to feel it, to touch it, to have something that I can cross off at the end of the day, not necessarily just delete or, you know, and it's also, it's just not as fun. You know, I want to have right. a little bit of fun also. So for me, planning is a way to have fun and um, not just type something into my iPhone that is going to be deleted or discarded. I love what you said about the sensory experience. That's one of the reasons why why we've never been able to achieve the paperless office is because people think that they're going to have these streamlined offices with no paper, but paper is dynamic Yeah, and people are wired. Our brains are wired to read off of dynamic things and paper allows you to hold it up. It's three dimensional. Yeah, <laughs> You can write on it. You can bend it. You can fold it. You can do all kinds of things to it that you can't do to a digital a layout or medium. Yeah. In fact, their studies show that students that read off of uh, digital screens don't do as well in their in their uh, tests as they would if they had read out of textbooks. Wow. And one of the saddest things I saw is when I went back to my alma mater in Monterey, the bookstore had disappeared completely. And I said, "What happened? Where you know where's the bookstore?" They said, "Everybody has digital books nowadays." And I was very, very saddened to see that. So one of the things that we're doing at Planerology and part of the podcast that Steve and I have put together with the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse is to reach out to the Plannerverse, to the Planner community, and say, you're not alone. We're out there. We're here. And we love being able to write things down on paper, not just because of the antiquity of it or the you know the novelty of it, of, oh, look, everyone's on digital and we're not, but the fact that... This thing is something that allows the brain and hand coordination 
to manifest itself in a, in a way that's favorable for human beings mm -hmm. that we weren't designed to read off of screens. Mm -hmm. Has that been your experience in terms of what you've been now in the planner community for about a year, would you say? Yes, a year. Mm -hmm. Has that been your experience with the difference from day one to maybe now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that there's definitely a place for digital. I am a big fan of digital. I use it in my day to day life. At the same time, I think there's a place for analog for people like me who, um, you know, we really kind of thrive off writing off the actual writing of words on the page, you know, the actual t feeling and touching of a page of a, of a novel, you know what I mean? I mean, don't we all groan when we see a PowerPoint presentation coming? Don't we all <laughs> internally go, Oh no, dear God, yeah. it's coming, right? We know Absolutely. we're going to be bombarded by something that doesn't even make sense on the screen. And so much easier to just print out a handout yeah. and give people a handout instead. As far as uh, being able to go to work, and I know you you said you've started working a little bit here and there, um, is that something that you can incorporate with your children's schedules, or do you keep a separate planner for that? Um, right now, everything is in my one everyday carry. Um, I have been working a little bit here and there. As I get more work, I might have to you know, possibly add a planner for work or a planner for finances, um, as I have more to do. But right now, since it's, it was just me and the kids for so long, um, without working, it's been pretty much, um, limited to the one planner, but I think that I could see that expanding in the future. Do you do the cash envelope system? Cash envelope? You, okay. Cause she hasn't even heard of it. That's fantastic. That's how we know. <laughs> that's how we know she hasn't used that. <laughs> Very good. So that was a Dave Ramsey thing. In case anybody does use uh, the Dave Ramsey envelopes, then we'd like to hear from you. If you want to write to me at Karina at Planerology.com, I would love to hear what you have to say as far as using the envelope systems to carry cash around and pay for things in cash only. Oh. If anybody's interested, that's what Dave Ramsey talks oh, about. Wow. Yeah. So as far as being able to decorate, because I see you're a bit of a decorator, <laughs> yeah. and Steve and I have often said that decorating is decorating and planning is planning, and sometimes the twain meet, yes. but that doesn't necessarily mean that one is the other. What would you say your style is? Mine is definitely a balance of the two. There has to be functionality and there has to be some beauty going on at the same time. I don't want to look at a page that just has my writing. I want to have fun with stickers and washi and um, planner charms and die cuts and paper clips. <laughs> They're popping out of They're her popping out as Campania we <laughs> as she's uh, flipping through it longingly. <laughs> I'm just trying to look and see like what I've been doing lately. Yeah, I mean, it just has to be fun for me because... Um, Honestly, like I could just, if I really wanted to just write something down, I could just do that in my iPhone, just punch it in and um, have it be done. But honestly, like I really enjoy the decorative aspect of planning as well. It's just, it's just a way for me to have a creative outlet. There's, um, you know, a lot of difficulty and hardship in life. And so anytime that we can find some simple joys, even if it's decorating your planner, I think that it's a good opportunity to take it. I love the way you said that because one of the things that I appreciate about my planner is that even if I'm having a bad day, uh, all I have to do is open up the planner and I feel like I'm on vacation when I look at the way that I have structured my life. Mm. It seems like even, and I'm, I'm not a huge decorator as you've seen. I'm more of a colorful person. Yes. And you so, color code. right. Yes. I color code and I yeah. use that as a backdrop for my visual aesthetic to, to take place. Yeah. I feel like if I decorate too much, I may get caught up. I don't know if I will ever be guilty of that, but I may get caught up 
in not being able to plan properly because the space will have been taken by the decoration. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Um, so one of the things that I admire, my cousin's one of those people that has the most brilliant handwriting. <laughs> I, I, I start off in a, in a nice way, but mine ends up in a mousy mess at the end. Now, what do you do? You, have you taken any handwriting classes or what do you do to keep your handwriting steady and consistent? Um, my handwriting right now is just, it. it is what it is. I, it's nothing special in my opinion, but I recently um, bought a book about um, creative lettering on how to do some creative lettering. And so I've been working on that. I also am planning on taking a workshop and creative lettering because that's a way for me. I think that's primarily for my Hobonichi so I can do some more art journaling. So that's a way for me to kind of um, continue like becoming more and more artistic because art has become such a great outlet for me. It's just funny because I find that when I do art, I'm not satisfied with it. Of course, it's not always about the results. Teresa Hall warmed but... me about this. <laughs> right. It's not. It's not. I, I'm prepared for this conversation. Go ahead. <laughs> It's not always about the result, but about the process, of course. But at the same time, when I look at my Hobonichi, for example, on a page, and I find that my um, that my decorative handwriting looks like that of a five-year-old, I have a little bit of a disappointment, you know? So I want to definitely hone that craft. And um, so I've been working on it a little bit. Do you, and this is an honest question coming from someone that I'm a writer, I, I do writing for a living. Do you cringe at your own writing when you go back to read your journaling? Sometimes, for sure. I'm very, very raw and honest in my journaling. I don't think to myself always, like, what is somebody going to think when they look at this, if, you, if I ever find it and look at it a few years from now, or like, you know, posthumously or something like that. I don't think about those things that much. I think about what do I need in this moment? What does this journal need to do for me right now so that, you know, this day or this moment can be more meaningful for me. That's good to know for me because one of my goals this year is to journal more because I had to journal at all last year. Uh, and what I find is that I will journal a couple of days and then I'll go back and read it and, and I'll think to myself, dear God, what was I thinking? And I'll tear out those pages. I will tear them out so that I can start fresh and start maybe with some kind of sense of having gained control over my thoughts, but it's still this just rampant mind numbing writing that I can't stand to read. How, how, what, what advice can you give me to get over that? I have done that so many times. I have started so many journals where I will write a few pages and then I'll go back and look at it and be like, no human being can ever see this. And so <laughs> exactly. I take it, I rip it up. I throw it away. I start a new, a new journal or same journal or whatever with my hobo. I love my hobo so much. And, um, I have no desire to rip anything out at all. Is, and is it because you decorate? I think so. I think it's because I decorate because I'm enjoying the process so much. Um, it's also because um, it's a really nice book and I don't really feel like destroying it. <laughs> I think it's just the fact that, you know, this is my book now. That's how they market it too. Hobonichi like mark markets it as like, this is my life. It's my book. You know what I mean? I don't really want to throw things away right now. I want to remember things. I want to savor things, um, even if they're not all that pleasant sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, whether you're going through hard times or good times, I like the idea of being able to go back and track and see where you were at. Kind of yeah. like that five-year diary. I don't know if you heard me talking about that once yeah. with Steve, where you had the same day written five times on the same sheet. Mm. So you had the first year all the way five years through. Wow. So no matter what you did on January 1st, you can track every year on January 1st for the next five years wow. where you're at and so on with 365 days in advance multiplied by five. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that idea because it it doesn't 
It didn't have a lot of space on the paper, so you could scribble one or two thoughts of what had happened that day and not feel like you're obliged to write a manifesto. Right. Because that's what I that's what I see when I see all the blank pages of the Hobonichi. I kind of get scared. It's intimidating to sure. me. And I've been a professional writer for how many years now? Over yeah. 15, 20 years now. And it still terrifies me, the thought of thinking that I'm not writing this for anybody else other than myself. Mm -hmm. The most discriminating, the most judging, the most critical concepts yes. ever will be will be judged and viewed by me. Um, so what would you say to me, as you've seen my Hobonichi for 2017, I think yes. I've got like one page written on it with ballpoint ink, right? <laughs> yes. It, 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 it looks pretty sad. What would you say to me if I wanted to start with the collage? How, how would I get going, particularly knowing that I have the obsessive compulsive disorder and I right. struggle with trying to line things up? So, hmm, like for me, I can speak from my own experience and my hobo. So like, some days she's popping it open by the yeah, way she can't she can't stop fondling these things <laughs> they are lovely so some days i mean in in the monthly pages of my hobonichi i kind of bullet journal what i've done that day so that i know that if i want to use my full page um to write down what i've done that day that i have like a, sm a small outline like a little bit of a bullet journal but there are some t some days that i don't want to write. I don't want to write um, what I did that day or how I'm feeling or what's going on in my life. It's just I'm not in the mood. So I will do something as simple as a collage. Now, I know that that's difficult for you to imagine, how, you know, to do a collage because you're not really, haven't done it, not really into it. I've done but, vision boards before where I've right. cut stuff out of magazines, but it has to be the whole image. Like, I have no idea how to write that or draw that or do anything with that. Right. Poor Teresa Hall. She's tried so hard with me, but I just <laughs> feel like I'm stuck in this zone of not knowing. <laughs> Keep trying, Teresa. So anyways, like, all I can say is, for, um, and I think I may have mentioned, might have mentioned it to you before. I would say when you're looking at those magazines or you're looking through those books to cut things out, just look at what moves you, what speaks to you, what jumps out at you, and then cut it. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be even. You don't even have to use these fancy shears that you have. It can be anything. Just cut it out and paste and then just keep doing that. And then eventually you're going to have a page full of you, mm. of stuff that you like. Interesting. Yeah, stuff that makes you you. Now, if you were to give one tip out to our listeners who are wondering, well, it sounds like you've got your stuff together. <laughs> right wish. <laughs> uh, what would you say is the one tip that has really helped you streamline or get to a point where you are at planner peace with what you have? Um, I would say, honestly, less is more. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to have, you know, um, a planner for everything necessarily. Um, you don't have to go crazy with decoration or with any particular aspect of creative planning. I think that what you have to do is keep it simple, keep it basic, keep it functional, and just kind of focus on what needs to get done. What are your goals? What is your intention? Set your intention before you even start planning. This is what my planning session today is going to be about. This is what I want to achieve. And then go for it and have a good time. Out of the eight planners that you owned at the beginning of this <laughs> of this game, how many do you own now? Uh, two. And that's it. The two Gilios, right? The two Gilios, yeah. And she's about to be the proud owner of a Stella bag as well. It's that's on. Right. It's on the way. It's on its way. And I plan to get more Gilios, of course. These are not the only two I will ever have. But for 2017, I made a commitment to myself to just stick with these two and let them age and, and enjoy them as much as I can and then see what happens. Would you feel comfortable sharing with the Plannerverse what your intention is for the year? I know we had spoken about this earlier. Is that something that you're willing to discuss? 
Um, sure. I mean, yeah, like I have some struggles in my life that I'm dealing with right now. And my intention for the year is to interrupt, um, any kind of obstacles to my success. You know, there are things I'm working on, um, whether they be mental health issues or my physical health that I want to, um, work on to get better. I kind of made that my theme is to just you know, interrupt the behaviors that are preventing me from being my best self and working towards my goals. I love that because usually people pick themes that are flowery and colorful and you've picked a very hardcore word, which is interrupt, usually yes. taken as a negative connotation sure. and you've turned it into such a positive. I absolutely love it. Where can we find you on the internet, Karine? <laughs> well, I'm always on Facebook. Um, it's Karine Khach, so it's K-A-R-I-N-E. The last name is K-H-A-C-H. I'm on Facebook, and then also I'm at Karine Khach2 at gmail.com. And uh, I think those are probably the best on ways. on Instagram too, right? I am on Instagram. That's right. I think it's K-H-A-C-H-2. So yeah. K-K-A-C-H-2. There's a lot of K's happening too here. K's, too many K's. You can find me at Karina Tovmasyan at planarology.com and on Instagram at Karina Tovmasyan. And remember, if you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>